You're listening to the Imperfect Pursuit Podcast, episode number five. Today, I am bringing you an amazing interview that I had with the wonderful Hannah Murphy. Hannah is a productivity strategist, and she helps entrepreneurs to create a profit-focused schedule that eliminates unnecessary task switching, long nights, and never-ending to-do lists. Hannah was that business owner who worked seven days a week and was desperate to have overnight success. The business world had a lot of noise about how she should be spending her time and growing her business, yet it wasn't effective. Hannah quickly realized that a productive schedule wasn't just doing the tasks quickly, it was finding the right tasks that actually worked and grew her business from three clients to 27 clients in just six months. In this conversation, we talk all about redefining productivity, how to create a weekly schedule that you love, using systems and structure when you are a creative at heart. We talk about so much business strategy, the Enneagram, and even finding business friendships. Hannah has so much wisdom, and it is such an amazing interview. I'm excited to invite you guys into this conversation today. I will give you the heads up that the audio quality on my part isn't all that great. It was the first guest interview that I recorded for the podcast, and I don't really know what happened, whether the microphone just wasn't doing what it was supposed to do, or whether the internet server was just a little slow, but there are definitely moments where it's a little bit muffled and it's a little bit hard to hear me, so I do apologize for that, but hey, it's called The Imperfect Pursuit. I'm all about showing off imperfectly, but it's such a good conversation, and I hope that the audio quality doesn't impact your listening experience too much, but anyway, without further ado, let's dive into my conversation with Hannah Murphy. Hey, welcome to the Imperfect Pursuit podcast. My name is Sarah Luthi and I love all things marketing, money, mindset, and helping creative entrepreneurs pursue their purpose. Nothing in life or business is perfect, but I believe in the power of taking imperfect action and showing up with grace, authenticity, and intentionality. So if you're ready to imperfectly pursue your biggest goals and build a life and business you love, there is a place for you here. Hey, Hannah, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much for spending some of your Monday recording. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) Well, Hannah, you have so many gifts, so many talents, and we're going to dive into that today. But for anyone who doesn't know who you are, do you mind just sharing a little bit about your story, um, how you got started with business, and just tell us what you're doing? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many highlights, lowlights, <laughs> all the um, Okay. So I basically started in my first year of uni. I was studying primary teaching and loved it, but I just wanted something like it was going to be a four-year degree. And I was just trying to find a side job that I could do, you know, to get me through uni and all of that. Um, and so I tried a bunch of different things like before and after school care and like, you know, random retail jobs and all of that. And none of them really fit. And I think what it was, was I was just craving like time freedom, opportunity freedom, impact freedom, financial freedom, Mm -hmm. like all of that. And I just wanted something where I could like set goals, achieve them and all of that. Um, And so I had no idea about the business world, like literally none. (laughs) Um, My dad, he does work in like corporate and very like CEO of those companies, but it was such a high level that I just like never even realized how much went into his job or just running a business. Um, And so I 
during that like first year of uni um was following someone I don't even know how such a god thing but I was following them and they were a life coach and they posted on their Instagram stories that they were looking for a VA and I actually googled what a virtual assistant was like that's how much I didn't know about the industry um and so I reached out to her and I said, look, I've never done this before, but I'm more than happy to learn. I want to learn. Let me know if I can help you. And was so grateful because I was able to get that job um, and just start working and understanding the industry. And what Mm. I was doing for her then looks nothing like the services I currently do. It was kind of a lot of, you know, admin Mm. and miscellaneous things and all of that. But during that time, she got me to take a Pinterest course to learn how to do Pinterest for her business and through that like I'd never had even a personal Pinterest account yeah and I was like what is this place (laughs) um and then that's kind of how I started getting into offering Pinterest and blog management wait mainly for the wedding industry um Mm -hmm. but I just found my niche there I loved it I was obsessed with it I took like 10 plus Pinterest courses after that first one (laughs) I was just like yeah I think I just wanted to be able to be the best for my clients Mm -hmm. and offer a service that they were just able to like not stress about that Mm -hmm. that it was just fully taken off their plate um and so through that I scaled really quickly I went from three to 27 clients in six months um and yeah, it was crazy. And I was so grateful for it. But during that time, I learned a heck of a lot about productivity yeah, I bet. <laughs> and yeah, client management, all the things. And like, I know we'll get more into this through the episode, but I was less overwhelmed with 27 clients than I was with three. Wow. I worked less. I had more referrals. Like it's totally possible to be able to have both a business and a life that you love. Yes, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I I love working and I think that's been my story. I've been able to hustle. I've been able to find clients. I've been able to do all of that. But the success didn't, for me, happen in the hustle. It actually happened in the strategy and being mm-hmm. effective and looking at where my time was best spent rather than just trying to spend it everywhere um so yeah that's my journey that's insane (laughs) I feel like there is so much that we can unpack there you have such an amazing story and I love what you said about you know you invested so much into just learning Pinterest and learning the art of Pinterest and becoming the best that you can be and I feel like that in itself is such a lesson for entrepreneurs who often are so afraid to make investments in their career and Mm. I just think the Mm -hmm. way that you took that so seriously and I guess your intention for that was to be the best that you can be for your clients I just think that in itself is really cool wow that's amazing and I love oh my gosh just your story about going from three to 27 clients I mean so many people dream of that Mm -hmm. kind of growth and that kind of rapid growth and I'm sure There were so many lessons in that, which I'm excited to dive into. Um, So that's so cool. And I know that you are so passionate about productivity. You're like the queen of productivity. I feel like that can be, (laughs) that can just be a little tagline for your business. (laughs) Queen of productivity. And obviously you're so passionate about it. And you did mention to us why that is. Obviously you've been through such an amazing journey yourself. So do you want to tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about what, what productivity means and 
you know, why are you so passionate about it? And why do you think it should be something that creative business owners um, pursue in their business? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Love this question. I feel like I'm about to <laughs> get on my stomach. Let's go. Um, okay. So I think for me, like you can outsource, you can find automations, you know, you can do like raise your rates. You can do all of these things to try to fix like time and money problems. But at the end of the day, as a business owner, we actually have to have the ability to manage our time um, and to actually know where it's best spent. And so I'm really passionate about it because I see, well, personally in my own life, saw the fruit of like trying to work 24-7, seven days a week, um, but also in my client's life. And I just think it's the worst feeling seeing an email come through from a client Mm -hmm. or something late at night and you're looking at it and then your family like roll their eyes, look over to you and are like, seriously, you're working again. Um, And so, so I think for me, it's just like, how can we, you know, work actually really well, have really successful businesses, but not at the expense of our health, our relationships all of those kind of things. Um, And so, yeah, that's kind of why I'm passionate about it. And then for me, I think a lot of the business world teaches people how to be efficient, Mm -hmm. like, you know, how to get your to-do list done really quickly, how to, you know, do this certain workflow faster. And like, yes, that's important. But also what's more important is I want to teach people how to be effective rather than just efficient. And by that, I mean, instead of going, how fast can I do this to-do list? It's like, well, what's actually on that to-do list? Does all of it need to be there? Um, you know, where where are the numbers? Where's the data for what's on that list? And so I, yeah, I want to help people unpack that more. I love that. Effective over efficient. That is so mm-hmm. good. I love yes. that. And I love your approach to productivity. You know, it's not just about getting things done faster. You know, productivity is so much broader than that. Mm. And I love how you approach that. And it's such a, it's such a holistic approach to viewing life and business. And those two things are 100% intertwined. <laughs> and mm-hmm. when you mentioned, um, you know, your family would look over you when you looked at an email on your phone, I can totally relate to that. My husband is yeah. always telling me, Sarah, put your phone down. Do you really need to be on your phone? So Oh my gosh, I totally feel that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Well, do you want to share with us some of your best tips when it comes to creating a productive schedule? For sure. Um, Okay, so I guess there's like four steps that I encourage people going through. So the first one is assess. So this is like, say for example, you have a house and it's like falling apart at the foundations. You wouldn't then build a new level on top of that. And I think it's the same for business, right? Like if, you know, we're having time and money problems, we aren't just going to add a new service or find a new content and marketing stream or try and quickly outsource something. I feel like those are all Band-Aid approaches. So Mm -hmm. what we want to do instead in that first phase is assessing. um, And there's a few aspects to it. So the first part is assessing what are actually some limiting beliefs we have around productivity? For example, um, do you have this idea that 
your business cannot succeed unless it's A plus work and only you can deliver that. You're going to find some real issues when it comes to outsourcing or when it comes to, you know, actually delivering things on time. Um, And so that's like one aspect to it. The next aspect is to actually understand what are the tasks that you currently do in your business, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Like we can't create a schedule if we don't know what needs to be in it. So like brain dumping, what are all of those tasks that you currently do and then assessing them. So looking at, okay, what are the tasks that maybe need to be eliminated Mm -hmm. for this season that, you know, don't need to be there? Uh, What are some things maybe that I can look at outsourcing? What are some things that I can look at improving the task or, you know, looking at how to do that more effectively in my business? And then also like, I guess, forming some clarity around your Mm -hmm. business. Like, okay, what are like two to three content and marketing streams that I'm going to use? I'm not going to be on every single social media platform. (laughs) I'm just going to choose the ones that are best for me. Or, okay, what, you know, what are my packages going to be? I'm not going to offer 10 plus different offerings and have all these complicated funnels. I'm just going to go like, what do I want to be known for in this business Mm -hmm. world so that I can scale that to millions of dollars, right? So that's the first step, which was assess. The second step is plan. So in this, you want to actually dive into what does a ideal schedule look like for me personally? Not a cookie cutter like, oh, Hannah works from, you know, 7 a.m. So I've got to wake up early and do that too. And then my business will grow like hers. It's actually like, where where are you most productive? What's realistic for you? And what really you know, what lights you up? Like how much do you actually want to work? Because if you don't know what your ideal schedule is, then you're going to really struggle actually keeping it and sustaining it. Um, So yeah, so understanding what, when you want to work and then creating the batch days, creating a actual schedule of what you're going to do Mm -hmm. each day. And I know some people, especially Sarah, listeners right now are probably quite create like in the creative space um and so like a lot of you know for example a photographer I've spoken to before they're like this structure sounds scary I want to be able to have flexibility I want to be able to just you know create and do and I think my biggest thing is like structure enables you to be flexible and by that I mean if you're sick one day if you are really inspired Mm. if you want to go to your kids you know school presentation thing um you actually with the structure you have in place you know what you need to reschedule rather than just going hey I'm being flexible but really (laughs) I'm just more behind because I don't know what I need to reschedule yes I love that structure enables you to be flexible. Oh my goodness. Can we just put that on like a bumper sticker? (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Yeah. So, so it just gives you that ability to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, the next step is develop. So this is where that, you know, like efficiency side of productivity comes in. So it's looking at what are the systems we want to have in place? How can you create like a wow-worthy client experience that gets you referrals but 
at, in a smart way, not at the expense of your time and all of these mm-hmm. things. So what are some systems? What are some tools we can put in place? What are some maybe hires you can look at doing? And, you know, it's not just hiring. It's not just, um, you know, raising your rates. It's not just like these things in isolation of each other that's going to all of a sudden make you really productive. It's like looking at the business as the bigger picture and looking at how you can create these different systems to be effective Mm -hmm. in whatever area of business you're in. Um, And like having the template, having the workflow there so that when someone does come in, if you eventually want to hire, you've got that in place for them to just pick up and run list. Um, So yeah, so we've done assess, plan, develop. And then the final one is sustain. Um, And this is all about what are the habits you can put in place to enable you to actually keep this schedule because there's no point creating Mm -hmm. this beautiful schedule if you're not going to keep it. So looking at like, you know, what what do you want to do in the morning to help you prepare for work? What are the things you're going to do at the end of the day to actually mark Mm -hmm. that it's the end of the day and not keep emailing at the end of it or you know, all these different things to actually help you sustainably be productive and not just have like a short burst of productivity and then go back into the slump of not being productive. Yes. And I feel like so many people get caught in that trap of, you know, creating these systems mm. or they think of this perfect weekly routine, but they don't stick to it. They, yeah. you know, they don't find those little ways that actually encourage them to you know, to, to sustain that, as you say. So I love that. What are some other ways that people could, I guess, maintain that these perfect dream routines that they create in their head um, so that that actually lasts long-term? Yeah. So like, first off, I mean, with that morning routine thing, like I was reading a blog post a few weeks ago and it was like my 90 minute morning routine. And I was like, heck, that's like half my day. <laughs> um, so I think you I would probably like two things. um, Actually, let's go three things because it sounds nicer. So three (laughs) things I would suggest. (laughs) The first thing is having a morning routine. And by that, I mean, don't make it some big, complicated Mm -hmm. experience that you've got to hype yourself up for in order to actually do it. My morning routine literally looks like get up, have breakfast, write out my to-do list for the day and get going. Because I know that I'm most productive in the morning. So I want to get started working as early as possible. And then I can do those routine stuff later in the day. Mm, I love that. And then the other thing is having a clear like finishing off part of the day that goes, okay, I'm going to stop working. So for example, for me, it looks like I make sure I'm at inbox zero I reply to any outstanding messages from team members or clients or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And then I write out what I'm going to do tomorrow. And then I close my laptop. I leave my phone in my office and I go like make dinner or go on a walk or go shower or something to Mm -hmm. go like, okay, you finish now. Um, And it's nothing in the next you know, night is going to make your business fully fall apart. You can get back to it tomorrow morning when you're refreshed and ready to go. And then the final thing um, is having a list throughout the day as like a brain dump list Mm -hmm. to actually help you sustain a schedule. Because I think probably the biggest thing that causes 
you to not stick to a schedule is task switching. And that is like, say you're writing your Instagram captions and then you get pulled away by a new idea or you're trying to, you know, do client work and then all of a sudden you see an email come through from a different client and you switch to that. And, you know, you get the picture. Um, So what you want to do is you want to have like a brain dump list beside you throughout the day. And then any idea, anything you think that you've got to do, maybe like an Instagram caption idea or whatever it is, both life and business, you want to just brain dump it onto that list, release it from your brain and get back to what you were doing. And then the more and more you do that throughout the day, you'll actually get into a better habit of learning how to release the different distractions that come to you throughout the day and remain focused Mm -hmm. on actually finishing what you had intended to finish that day. And then what you do is at the end of the day, you want to handle that list, that brain dump list to be able to throw it in the bin. So if Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, a quick short thing, like sending an email or whatever, you can quickly do that. Or if it's like a bigger task, then reschedule it to a different day of when you're going to do that. I know that was a lot. No, I love that. (laughs) So good. I've been like writing notes. Good, good. Um, Yeah. So in summary, you want to one, assess what is working in your business, what isn't. You want to plan what your dream schedule looks like and how that's going to play out. You want to develop the systems to actually enable that schedule to happen. And then you want to sustain with habits that will actually help you to stick to the schedule. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah, I've just been busy writing all my notes. (laughs) Don't mind me. I love this. (laughs) So with this brain dump list, I mean, is it just a piece of paper that you would have next to your computer? Do you, I guess, have a section in your project management system where there's a brain dump list? What does that look like for you? Good question. So, I mean, look, you've got to experiment and you've got to do what works for you. Personally, I literally have a scrap piece of paper. It is nothing fancy because I know at the end of the day, it's going to get chucked into the bin. Um, But why I don't put it in a project management system or something like that, like if that works for you, go for it. The reason I don't is because I know as soon as I go into that project management system, there's going to be a note from my VA or there's going to be another thing that sparks something in me that goes, oh, I should be doing that instead. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just do it on paper because it eliminates any other distractions that Mm -hmm. could come up. Um, And yeah, it's literally like a small little piece of paper, not even in a notebook. It's like just scrap paper, write it out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. And when Do you recommend business owners kind of, I mean, I know you mentioned leaving space at the end of the day, having kind of an end of day wrap up routine. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend having, I guess, an extended period of time at the end of your day to go through your brain dump list and send those, you know, those random emails from your list? I just foresee so many people, including myself, that this brain dump list would get so long. And then at the end of the day, it's it's coming up to five o'clock and I'm like, oh my goodness, I have so much that I need to finish on this brain dump list. I guess, would you recommend that business owners maybe finish work at like four o'clock or maybe, you know, 30 minutes before their scheduled finish time? 
so that they can work their way through that list? What does that kind of look like for you? Yeah, so I mean, the more and more you do this, the faster you will become at it. So like for Mm -hmm. me now, I literally take like 10, 15 minutes at the end of my day to wrap up my day. When I was first doing this, it took about 30 minutes. So what that 30 minutes looked like was going on to that brain dump list and dealing with the like short, easy, like sending an email Mm -hmm. or whatever it was. And then the second thing was rescheduling. So putting, like if it was a bigger task, putting it into another day of the week where I knew I was going to work on tasks similar to that. And then the last thing was like eliminating it. Like if it really didn't need to be there, if it was just a random thought, then Mm -hmm. I'll just eliminate it and forget about it. Um, And then I just, you know, wrap up my inbox, wrap up any outstanding things I need to get back to or anything like that. And then the final thing I do is write out my to-do list for the next day so that I know like, okay, you're done today. This is what you're going to do tomorrow. Um, And then Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, close off and go live life. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I know that your work day is pretty early compared to most people's you start work Mm -hmm. what is it 7 a.m or earlier yeah usually earlier like six between six and seven (laughs) that's so impressive I am 100% not a morning person so I I aspire to be like you one day Hannah (laughs) I will I will one day start work at 7 (laughs) a.m um that's amazing yeah I think like on that though like I just, I see so many people on Instagram stories going like, I woke up early today, like now I can achieve this and all of that. Like one of my best friends in business, she is uh, so productive at night. And so for her, Mm -hmm. she has really lazy mornings. She does a thing and then she starts working later in the day. For me, I cannot physically think of things or actually work effectively when it's like after 2 p.m. So for me, I start early and I finish early because that's what works for me. That's why I'm like, you don't want to have a cookie cutter approach. I mean, sure, if you want to try early mornings and it really works for you, go for it. But like for me, I literally like on Saturday, I was like, I'm going to have a sleep in. And I woke up at quarter past six. <laughs> I was like, well, good sleep in, Hannah. So yeah, so naturally I'm early. That's why it just works for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've got to, you do have to find what works best for you. Yeah, 100%. That's so good. And I love how you've structured your schedule too. Like you still finish at, you know, a reasonable time. It's not like you start at seven and then you finish at five. Like you are still ensuring that you're having that work-life balance. I think so many people kind of get caught in that hamster wheel of, they feel like they have to get up early and then they feel like they have to finish at five o'clock or six o'clock if it's yep. going to be a quote unquote productive day. Um, but I love that you still can find productivity even without those long days. I just wanted to kind of touch on that as well, because I know that you work, what is it two days a week? Is that right? Yes, I do. That's mm-hmm. amazing. And obviously like this system has totally worked for you because you are absolutely kicking it. You are you are obviously meeting so many goals. You are just achieving so many things within two days. And that's amazing. I guess, do you have any tips with that? Because I know that so many people feel like they have to work five days if they want to be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, we kind of get this drilled into our minds to be a full-time business owner and full-time means working 38 or 40 hours a week. But I love that. I mean, you've just completely redefined what success means and you've redefined what productivity means and you've been able to meet financial goals that so many people would just dream of meeting. 
So do you have any kind of, I guess, or can you share anything about that journey with, um, you know, your approach to working two days a week? And obviously this system has been, I guess, your anthem with your own business um, story. But for anyone, I guess, who is like working five days a week and they're just like, how does she do it? Mm. <laughs> do you have any kind of tips you can kind of speak into there? Yeah, I love this. And I think, you know, when I was first, like when I had like those three clients and I was working like five, six, seven days a week, um, like when someone would ask me, how's your business going or how was your day or something like that? I would say, yeah, good. It was busy. Mm. And I think I had to actually go, you know what? I am, if I've had a busy day, it means it's been a good day. And so For me, I had to actually reframe and look at what does success mean for Mm. me? Um, And I know it's such a simple thing. I know it's like kind of, you know, corny, surface level, whatever. But for me, like I have a dream, like bucket list thing near my desk of like income levels I want to hit, of, you know, a house that I want to buy, of a new car that I want to buy, like all of these things that actually helped me drive where I want to be and what I want to do. And so I think having that bigger picture of like, you know, I'm in this business to be able to do this. And what's this? Is it, you know, spending more time with your family? Is it having that financial freedom or the time freedom or the impact freedom? Mm -hmm. Whatever that looks like for you, um, I think you actually have to identify that because otherwise you'll just be productive for the sake of being productive without actually knowing why. Mm -hmm. Because we can, you know, like it's so easy, it would be so easy for me to get my schedule down to two days a week and then go, wait, but I feel like I should be working more and then add more into my schedule that doesn't need to be there. So I'm constantly asking myself, how can I be the most effective business owner um, and friend and family member in this season of my life? And like when people started asking how's your day or whatever, um, I would, instead of saying I'm too busy or I was busy or something like that, I, you know, started going like, you know what, I was able to get all my priorities done for the day or mm-hmm. I, you know, it was a really good day or it was a hard day because of this, this and this, but I don't want to keep associating my day with being busy or not busy. That's so good. And I, I feel like so many times we can associate busy or yeah, busy with success or I've had a long day, which means I must have got mm. so much done. And that's not always the case as we know. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that should be something that we should be striving for more often, you know, like Mm. how can we make more impact, make more money in less time? (laughs) Um, Because I think, you know, we hear about the dream of, you know, leaving your nine to five and going full-time with your business. And I mean, this is me. I I dreamt of being full-time with my business, but Mm. I've come to realize I don't necessarily want to work full-time and I'm Mm. kind of redefining what that looks like in my life as well. So I feel like so many people will be really encouraged by that. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to share in terms of productivity? I guess anything that's on your heart that you feel someone right now would need to hear? Yeah, I think something that I wanted to quickly touch on was 
what do I do if I'm not naturally a productive person or if I'm not naturally like goal orientated? Um, Because, you know, like there's a lot of like members in my membership or just people I've spoken to. They're like, yeah, this works for you, Hannah, because you are driven and naturally more organized than me and that kind of thing. Um, And something that has really helped me is understanding the Enneagram. So I know we're bringing this in here. (laughs) I know. And I mean, I've been getting Enneagram coaching at the moment and it's been really interesting for me because it's actually understanding what motivates you. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, someone like me, I'm an Enneagram three. And so what really motivates me is success and approval. So naturally it's going to be way easier for me to set it, like set a goal and do it. Um, whereas, you know, an Enneagram seven, for example, they may just love having like all these different aspects and, you know, making sure they don't feel like they're missing out kind of thing. So I would actually suggest looking at your personality type through the lens of the Enneagram. And um, if you don't know where to start, I would recommend her name's Tracy O'Malley. She has a podcast called Becoming Bulletproof Mm -hmm. and she goes through, um, she's doing a series at the moment where she like goes through each Enneagram type and what their core motivators are and all of that kind of thing. But you want to actually be able to know that for you. Because, you know, say a member in my membership, like they're motivated by um, the like being kind, like that whole, you know, Enneagram 2, carer, like that kind of thing. So I was like, well, how can you bring more of that into your business to enable you to actually flourish and grow? How can you bring more, um, you know, peace into your business? What does that Mm -hmm. look like for you? How can you bring that in and allow your business to be centered around those motivations? So like for me, even as a, like a leader in my business, if my team members are not, you know, success goal, KPI orientated, how can I look at ways to motivate them um, and move them forward? And in saying all of this, So having an understanding of those motivations, yet also training yourself in becoming Mm data-driven. Because if you as a business owner do not know how to be data-driven, I I just personal opinion think that it's really hard in business if you're not data-driven. And by that, I mean like, where are your numbers? Like how much are you making this month? Where are the inquiries coming Mm -hmm. from? What's working in your business? All of those kind of things. And I think the, the method, those four steps that I teach It's all with the purpose of helping you to create some form of structure, like I said, to be able to be flexible. So you've got to keep those motivations in mind in order to actually see yourself flourish and grow within this space because everyone wants to, you know, be able to have a business that they love and a life that they love. So how can we actually marry the two and mirror them within our schedule, no matter how driven by goals you are? Mm, Yeah, because, I mean, so many different personalities work differently, of course. And, I mean, a personality like yours would thrive on organization and systems because that is a tangible way to meet your goals and find success. 
Um, whereas a lot of personalities, probably even my personality, which is the type nine, that doesn't come quite as easily. And yeah. I know that a lot of business owners are your typical type A, super structured and loves routine, but our creative business owners maybe aren't quite so much like that. So yeah, I love how you kind of spoke into that. And yes, I love the Enneagram. I would, <laughs> I love the Enneagram so much. I want everyone right now to just work out the Enneagram type. It will change your yep. life. And it will change your business. Um, yeah, I love that. Do you have any more tips when it comes to, you know, our type Bs who are listening? Um, the people where organization and systems and productivity may not come quite as naturally to them. I know you mentioned before um, structure enables you to be flexible. I think that is just a game changer. Do you have any other kind of tangible tips for those people listening who are like, Oh yeah, routine. And if, if routine doesn't excite them, what is a yeah. place that they can start, I guess, to develop a love for um, productivity? Yeah. So that structure enables flexibility. Always keep that front of mind. Mm-hmm. And then something else I would encourage you to do is if you're going to do a task in your business more than like three to five times, you want to have a workflow for it. And Right now, as you're listening, don't be like, okay, that's very type A of you, Hannah. (laughs) But um, I would just encourage you to like use something like Loom or whatever Mm. as and just film yourself doing the process so that you can then just write it out step by step. Don't overwhelm yourself with it, but keep in mind as you create ways to be more effective in your business, you're actually going to free up more time to be able to be flexible, to be able to, um, you know, take that shot that you really want to do or create that floral arrangement that you love or something like that. But if you actually are trying to work in that creative space, yet your business behind the scenes is not structured, Mm -hmm. it feels like it's just like, you know, tumbleweed approaching it, like going where the wind takes you, all that, you'll actually have that in the back of your head going, oh, I need to get this to-do list done Uh or I need that. So when you're creating, it's actually not from a place of freedom. It's not from a place of fun and being able to enjoy it because in the back of your head, you have all these other things to do. Mm. So you know, put your creative self first and actually go, what what motivates me? What's exciting for me? And how can I then create the business to bring more of that excitement in? Mm, That's so good. I love that. Oh, so much goodness in this episode. We've talked about the Enneagram (laughs) and systems and yeah, amazing. (laughs) Well, obviously this podcast is called The Imperfect Pursuit. So would you mind sharing a time in your business that you decided to take imperfect action and how did this pay off for you? Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) I saw this question and I was like, I feel like nearly every day. (laughs) And the reason, (laughs) the reason I say that is I have sent so many like pitches to different people or you know to have them on my podcast or to work for them and have them as a client and Mm -hmm. I think every time I send that pitch email I just like die inside (laughs) because I'm like what are they gonna think what of all of that but something I've really learned and has actually paid off even if you know I send that email and I never get a reply, what's helped me is instead of going, what if this doesn't work? Like, what if this pitch doesn't land? What if they don't become a client? What if they think I'm too salesy? What if they don't want to be on my podcast? Mm -hmm. What if I now get a bad reputation because of this? Like, 
the whole rabbit hole of thoughts. Yeah. I instead have started to try to train myself and it's a constant working. <laughs> I'm constantly working yeah. on this. Um, but training myself to go, well, what if this does work? Mm-hmm. What's possible if I just step out and take this action? What if this? And, you know, I I think as I do those things and take those imperfect steps every single day, I am actually able to be rooted in the fact that my business isn't going to fall apart from one little thing that I do, but it's actually like, okay, I'm going to take this first step and then I'm going to take the next step. I'm not just going to do this one action and then all of a sudden become a million dollar business owner. Like I'm actually, I'm here for the long run and I know that there is going to be times where I'm going to have to take messy action. I'm going to have to do things that look imperfect, sound imperfect, feel imperfect. Mm -hmm. But if I do them, like what's What's possible? possible? And yeah, even if it doesn't work, if it doesn't pay off, well, what, you know, what have I learned from that? What can I take forward in the next, you know, imperfect action that I take? I love that. That's so good. Well, to finish off the episode, I have some rapid fire questions, which you didn't get in advance. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, this will be a fun way to finish. So can you tell us what is a TV show that you are currently watching? Oh, um, I love Downton Abbey really? uh, every single Sunday I go to my grandparents house and watch it so that's pretty much something I'm always that's watching so I would not have picked you to be a downtown down how do, how do I say it Downton downtown yeah yeah I don't even know I wouldn't even picture myself I think it's my grandparents impact I love that such bonding experience with the grandparents I know um what is your current favorite business book and or podcast because who really reads books these days? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I actually have one for each. So Yay. business book, um, I literally read this basically every quarter. It's such wow. a good book. It's um, it's called Thank You. So it's yeah. by, I don't know if you've heard of them, Sarah, but they're an Australian-based brand um, and they like create bottled water and different like sanitary products. Yeah. And all of that. Um, but it's by the founder. And so it's actually his story. But the thing that always I learn from it is just this like out of the box thinking and, mm-hmm. you know, going like it took him three years to really like actually kick off and see the impact. So I just think that always really encourages me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the podcast, I love the Get Paid podcast. I'm obsessed with it. Um, I listen to it all the time and it's basically the host, her name is Claire, and she um, actually like interviews all of these different like you know six figure seven figure business owners but I love it because it's just so like they actually share the numbers they share how much they make they share how much they pay their team and so it just really helps me as a business owner to actually see an inside look practically for these business owners that I admire that's so cool I love that okay next question um if you, I think I know the answer to this because I know you, but <laughs> let's share it with our listeners. If you weren't a business owner doing what you're doing now, what would your job be? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely a teacher. I yeah. I love education. I love teaching, um, even like a principal of a school or something like that. Um, just helping, yeah, people to improve where they are and to learn something. That's cool. And I, I think 
I mean, we can see that in your own business as well, <laughs> what you just said. That's amazing. I, I always find it so interesting hearing about what would people be doing if they weren't owning yeah. a business running a business. That's cool. Um, and my last rapid fire question, what are three things that are bringing you joy right now? Not like literally right now, but just in general, in life right now. <laughs> oh, I love these rapid fire questions are so fun. Um, okay, the first thing is my business as hard as it is some days as not fun as it is some days when I get the nose it's not fun but it still brings me so much joy because it allows me to you know have opportunity freedom think of different ways and strategize and all that so that's one thing the second Mm -hmm. thing um is hello fresh <laughs> it brings me so much joy because i get good okay. meals through the week <laughs> and it makes it easy i can listen to a podcast while i do it like it just brings me so much joy um and the last thing is i just love the friends that i've made in this season i think in the past i found it really hard to get really you know good solid friendships Mm -hmm. but in this season like i mean sarah i'm so grateful for your friendship um but i just feel like i'm you know in a season where i'm just surrounded by such good people who get it and Mm -hmm. who can actually bring out the best in me um so yeah they're bringing me a lot of joy as well i love that And I just wanted to kind of sit on that for a second for anyone listening who is newer to business. I know it can feel really lonely and you hear of people Mm -hmm. who have these amazing friendships and you're like, well, am I just at the wrong party? Like what is happening? Where are my people? I just wanted to say that those kinds of relationships can definitely take time. So please don't feel discouraged if you're not in that season. Like maybe you haven't found your biz bestie or your biz besties. Um, But that's something that I think just comes with time. It comes with putting yourself out there. And um, I mean, it's so beautiful and so rewarding to have those kinds of relationships and connections around you. But sometimes it's a lot harder than we think to find those so if you're mm-hmm. in that season I just want you to know that they will come yeah just stick at it I know it's a lonely journey but um I would just encourage you to put yourself out there and mm-hmm. connect with people where you can anyway that was yeah. just a side note because I totally agree I'm so thankful for you and my amazing friends that I've met through through business but I also remember those seasons where I was like like where are they I hear people talking yeah. about their business business best friends and and I want one (laughs) where is mine (laughs) yeah yeah it's so true I love that you brought that up because like I mean it's taken me what two plus years to find these friendships Mm -hmm. and like I think I would look at different business owners and be like oh they have such cute like friendship they're going on retreats and all of this and I'm like how do they find these people or um how do I find friends that aren't just like in it to get something from me or you know pick my brain see how they Mm -hmm. can use my skills and or you know vice versa and I think what really helped me in those first few years is surrounding myself with educators that I loved so Mm -hmm. like I would listen to podcasts I would listen to YouTube channels because they would almost feel like my friends (laughs) um even though they weren't but I was just surrounded by the educators that would actually uplift me and help Mm -hmm. me move me forward because that's what good business friends can do but I I did find those things um in other places to start with and then as I you know, started finding different friendships who I felt were a good fit for me. I just poured and poured and did Mm -hmm. my best to actually 
go, how can I bless them? How can I help them in this season rather than just, are they going to be a good friend for me? Because yeah, yeah like you said, they, they take time, they naturally come. But if you're just like, where are my business friends at? Yeah. <laughs> they don't usually just magically appear. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And you raise a good point, you know, and I mean, this is like with any relationship, you know, it's, it's about, it's more about what you give and, and, you know, what you can bring to that relationship. Sometimes we can just expect, expect things and expect things mm-hmm. from people, but yeah, no, I love your approach. Oh, so good. Well, that's it for rapid fire questions. <laughs> you did such a good job. That was <laughs> so fun. <laughs> well, hi, you have an amazing free training available, which I guess dives into everything we talked about, but in way more depth. So do you just want to tell our listeners a little bit about that training? Yeah. So um, it's a free high vibe, fun training um, (laughs) that walks you through the four steps that I mentioned earlier in the episode in a lot more depth um, Mm -hmm. and just some like common mistakes I see people making or how to manage distractions, all of that. So it's just a free on-demand training um, and it's called How to Transition to a Profit-Focused Schedule Without Unnecessary Task Switching, Long Nights and Never-Ending To-Do List. So you can grab that training at profitableschedule.com forward slash free. I'm sure Sarah can put it in the show notes or something as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's where you can grab that. Awesome. And I'm also going to do a sneaky plug for your podcast. Hannah has an amazing (laughs) podcast. It's actually called Taking Action, which is such a good podcast title. I'm surprised that's not taken. My husband was like, how is that not taken? (laughs) So good. Um, But Hannah's podcast is amazing. I listen to it all the time and I would definitely recommend that you jump on that too. Yay. (laughs) So Hannah, where can people connect with you? Where do you hang out most? Yeah, I do love Instagram. So at with Hannah Murphy on Instagram. Um, And yeah, I do, like Sarah mentioned, love podcasting. I'm obsessed and love interviewing all different people. There's an episode where I interviewed Sarah as well. Um, So you can find that on any streams that you listen to podcasts um, called Taking Action. And then my website, ProfitableSchedule.com has all of that all that I mentioned compassed into a nice navigation format. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the website is just like the home of your business. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> oh, Hannah, it's been so good chatting. I've just been like scribbling down notes the whole time. I've learned so much from you. I always learn so much from you. You're amazing. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love it. I'm obsessed with doing guest interviewing. It's very good. Well, I'll pop all those links in the show notes for anyone who is interested. Um, But thank you again so much for coming on the show, Hannah. Amazing. Thanks for having me. Hey, did you love today's episode? Be sure to subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. And I would be so grateful if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This lets me know what kind of content you are loving so that I can keep creating valuable content for you in the future. It also helps this podcast to find its way to the ears of other creatives just like you. You can check out the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned in this episode or head to my website, sarahluthie.com for more information on my coaching services, as well as some cheeky freebies. Thank you so much for being here, friend. I am so grateful for you and I'm cheering you on as you imperfectly pursue your purpose.